What up, though? This is the Chill Bravado Podcast. I'm your boy, Chill B, and this is a series called Laker 82-16, where we cover the grind of an 82-game long season. It takes 16 wins to get the chip in the end, and we are now in preseason mode, okay? We now have visible basketball, no more speculations. Well, there's still speculation, but now we have something tangible that we can talk about. All of the intangibles that all these players possess, as well as we can talk about our favorite stars, superstars, role players, our teams. And since this is a Laker-driven podcast, you know we're going to break down the whole gameplay that we've had so far. I was wanting to wait and get this next game against Minnesota, but watch LeBron not play in this one. And spoiler alert, if you if you're not you know haven't watched the playback yet, AD did not play against the Suns, which is fine because we know preseason we're not expecting to play all the games. And seeing this, this is a back-to-back situation. Team just having precautionary. You know, he had tightness in his back, and I seen the street clothes. There was already out here clowning and talking bad, but we still have basketball to break down. So first, I'm going to go through our stars, and I'm going to break down what I seen from them in the first two games or lack thereof. Then we're going to get into a lot of our role players and guys that – you know, we really, really need to watch, you know, the guys four through eight, you know, you know, four through 10, you know, these guys who are going to be in the starting lineup as well as rotational players. And then we have those who have not yet even played. So we really need to get these guys in the lineup. So I'm curious to see what they'll bring, but all we can do is talk about what we have now. And oh yeah, we'll talk about the kids and the guys who are here on training camp, you know, you know, Exhibition 10 deals is what they call them, exhibit 10s, and this training camp bodies that's going to practice and make sure they'll have a chance to maybe even get that 15th roster spot or, you know, move on to play for another team or go overseas. So we have a lot to break down. We'll get right to it right after this. This is your boy, Chill B. I'm excited. Basketball has returned. All right, all right, let's get right to it. Let's talk about Russ, AD, and LeBron as we've seen them in some some type of action here in the first two games. Of course, AD, AD did not play in the second game against the Suns, so I'm going to start with Russ, though. Let's, let's leave AD alone for a second. Um, A lot of people are not happy that he's still here. A lot of people are like, why haven't we traded him? F them picks has been a lot of the things people saying trade him to the Pacers. We also have to talk about that this still ongoing. The Pacers are still willing to talk reports say the Lakers are not wanting to give unprotected picks. The reports say um, this trade can just sit here for a little while. So guys, calm down. Um, there's no need to rush into it. Darvin Ham and the Lakers um, organization wants to see what can be accomplished with Russ here. Can it work? They want to see the proof in the pudding, so to speak, and this, let's see what's going to happen. So we have two games under our belts, and we have seen so far Russ is looking motivated. Russ is looking, you know, to be in, I don't know, in the vibe right now. He looks like he's playing. He's all throughout all the noise. I have to respect his ability to go out there and do what he loves to do, and that's play basketball. And he's looking to win. He's looking to attack. So... Early off, you know, we've seen that we, we, we've we heard, I should say, that we've heard his shot has gotten better. He's practiced on it, even worked on some mechanic issues with his shot. And a couple of the threes have fallen. I mean, early in the second game against the Suns, we see him hit two early threes. 
I will say, although he's looking more motivated, although he's looking more engaged, there's still some things that need to be cleaned up. Not necessarily turnovers. He hasn't played long enough in the game for me to gauge his turnovers. He had a couple of bad passes here and there. A couple of passes that just were good looks. As, you know, someone was there to pick it off, like Chris Paul. Um, but the finishing around the rim still concerns me. I want to stop the notion that people are saying he's lost a step athletically. He's still fine. Athletically, even if he has lost a step, it isn't so drastic that he's not able to get around people. He's still blowing past guys. He still has the ability to get downhill. He's getting to the rim. Now we just need him to finish. So if we can get him to finish at the rim, I think that will cover a lot of those issues of people trying to say his athleticism is slip. Maybe maybe y'all are saying this. Maybe y'all are saying not his, his I call it rim to rim. Are you able to run the court and, and make moves and get you know and get downhill that ability is not gone maybe people are saying that his ability to play above the rim is where it's slipping so if you're saying that um i can see that argument so i'll back i'll backtrack off of it and say if you're talking about that part but my recollection of people saying he's lost a step so if you're saying he's lost a step i just disagree i don't think he's lost a step i feel like he's still moving well um he still seems to be very much um, intentional about getting to the rack. Now let's just hope that he'll be able to get to finish it. So we're going to see Russ hopefully again tonight. If you listen to this, um, Minnesota play against them, hopefully again tonight, we'll be able to see Russ once again and he'll play and he'll give us, you know, all the evaluation we need moving forward because I, I, I'm just looking forward. I'm rooting for him. You know, I, I tend to, when people start doubting people or when people just start to like try to blame everything on, you know, individual I tend to have sympathy for him, empathy and all these things and compassion for him because Russ loves to play the game. He loves to play it his way. And I'm, I'm just not a fan of people trying to tell him he needs to change completely overnight because it's not realistic. Um, if you love Allen Iverson, you never were going to be like, oh, he needs to change overnight. But throughout the course of this season, we just need to find him, you know, find spots he can pick where he can be adaptable I mean, that's all you can ask for. Stop trying to make this guy play and become something he's not because if you've seen Russ, it just doesn't seem like he's going to be capable or even willing to give the complete shift. But if we can just get him to lock into certain spots in the game where he can be Russ and then certain spots in the game where he can do things that are, um, you know, uncharacteristic of what we've known him for. So we don't need him to be that the whole game. We just need him to find spots where he can say, I can be adaptable at this time. At, in, in this way um so i'm very curious to see how ham is going to be able to utilize that so just looking forward to that ground with him as far as the first few games i feel like right now you can't say this man still can't play basketball you can't say this guy doesn't know how to block out the noise even though it's preseason he's going out there he's rocking the baby he's looking at the crowd and it's some some people on the team now who i feel like are surprisingly giving him a little more battery in the back and juice to go along with all the speculation that happened during the offseason. Now, moving on to AD. AD had a good start in the first game. I didn't like his energy. I liked his rebound ability. I didn't like seeing him shoot the ball. He made some shots. He hit some threes. So I was just pleased to see what he was able to do there. He wasn't really aggressively attacking the basket. Um, Him playing next to um, Jones, we'll get into that a little later, how I feel about the bigs. But then him turning around and not playing. Because they, they first they sent out what the starting line was going to be. It was going to be Pat Bev 
and Reeves going to be in there with AD, LeBron, and Russ. And I was like, okay, this is going to give us some of that small ball lineup. We're going to get to see it. And then just like that, I look at my phone again. The notification says, that ah, back tightness, AD's not playing. And then the street clothes came out. The fake glass called. They said this man's not even glass. He's fake glass, you know. So, unfortunately, this is going to be something we're going to have to deal with throughout the whole season. Um, He made a statement saying that he wants to play all 82. Um, That's a high expectation. So, I'm not really buying into it. You know, I got a lip service here, which is fine. You know, I mean, you give people more stuff to talk about. This is still an entertainment league. It's the National Basketball Association, and that's what we're here for the narratives and all that but if you hear rocking with me nine times out of ten you're going to be here because you want to hear breakdowns you know you know logical things and i'm here for anxiety prevention and lebron gave me a little anxiety with his underwhelmed performance in that first game but i get it he wasn't pushing you know his foot on the pedal but in game two against the Suns, I think he was a little more motivated seeing that it was the Suns and they have a little history. He came out bombing away. He came out driving in. He had a lot of energy, chased down blocks, was really getting after defensively. I was excited to see it. I hope, Hopefully during the season, he'll be able to turn this on more and more. But hopefully he's also going to continue to do what he does best. And that's, you know, make sure he you know puts his foot on the pedal when he needs to, gets a break when he needs to, going into year 20. He still got. So right after this, I'm going to come back and we're going to get to the role players. I'm excited to see these guys more than the stars. All right, welcome back. And let's get into the role players segment where we're going to kind of break down what I've seen from the role players. And I want to start with one that we kind of overlooked during the offseason. Really didn't talk about much, and I feel like he's kind of gave us a lot of energy, and I feel like he's really gonna, um, you know, have some some potential to poke some minutes away from other players trying to get themselves established in this lineup, and that's Winion Gabriel. Gabriel has really showed a lot of life, a lot of energy, rebounding the ball, um, you know, just just getting to the line. Um, you know, he's made some mistakes. You can see him, and then I like when he makes mistakes or he you know, foul somebody instead of contesting and, you know, and, and put somebody in the free throw line. He visibly like just shows that his frustration. Like I knew what I should have done. I missed my rotation, my bad, tapping his chest, taking accountability. You can tell he really wants to stick in this league. And when we let Stanley Johnson go, you know, I had some, you know, thoughts about that where I was a little questionable. Why we didn't put wing in it? But then I thought about it. We're kind of duplicating a lot of guys his size, Stanley Johnson, GTA, Troy Brown Jr., um, a lot of guys at that size. And Wingen just has um, a little more height and a little more size than Stanley Johnson, something that we lack in. And Wingen Gabriel showed us right now that he deserves to at least put himself in position to where he can be a factor when we are, you know, putting out rotations and whatnot moving forward. But it's only been two games. But so far, he started off trailblazing. He's definitely showing life and you can tell that he has a lot of energy a lot of youth in those legs why not utilize him moving on to another guy who i felt like was you know a, a big talk of the offseason potentially even starting still has himself in that you know talk is austin reeves austin reeves in the first game looking a little out of sort he just didn't look like he was you know you know active because he was thinking a little too much or he just didn't like to like he was inserting himself into what the game plan was, but that's just because it's new. You have a new team. You have, you know, a, a new coach. 
a uh, new year. So I, I was like, let's just be calm. But he didn't play well the first game. Just looked like he was just kind of just fading into the back, so to speak. Well, in game two against the Suns, he definitely stepped it up. He was flying all over the court. Jack of all trades, really was getting in the passing lanes, making good defensive efforts, um, looking to push the ball when needed. Definitely just just showed. I mean, it was one play where Chris Paul was trying to sneak that ball in on a, uh, on a, on a no-look pass, and Austin Reeves read it the whole way, got his hand and deflected it, got up the court. Chris Paul fouls him, and you could tell that that frustrated Chris Paul because he couldn't get that pass he wanted. And Austin Reeves was on the racing and got him to draw a foul. And I was just excited to see him bounce back the way he did. So he's a little shaky in game one, but game two, he was definitely, you know, a Swiss army knife um, as Darvin Ham called him. Moving on, Kendrick Nunn, okay? The guy who we all looked at last year and was like, how bad of a bone bruise do you have? How bad can it be? With Kendrick Nunn, his movement was great. I like seeing him move. He's a three-level scorer. Definitely, definitely had, you know, the juice. And you can tell he's he's a guy who not only playing for this year, but he's playing to get paid next year. And we have early, we have bird rights on him. So if he has a, a successful season, stays healthy, and th- this bone bruise is behind him, he's a guy we can look at and say, hey, we want to bring him back long term. The, just the energy that he has, his ability to score at three levels once again, is just great. Now the question is, is he going to be a starter or is he better coming out, you know, the bench with the second unit? And I feel like it's just hard to tell so far, but we just want to continue to see him play well and put himself in those conversations where he'll be mentioned with the starters or he'll be looked at as a guy coming off the bench and saying, hey, let's cook. Let's go. So Kendrick Nunn right now, put himself in a good position and it's a reason why i'm still hesitant to say about starters or a second unit because we still have some guys who are yet to play you know we have some guys who we still want to see in the rotation who plays good together because the only time i really was questionable about kendrick nunn was when he was in a lineup with those reserve guys and you can just tell like he, he hasn't played with them a lot and it was a lot of turnovers a lot of risky kind of questionable passing going on but when he's playing off and he was hitting three balls, catch and shoot, um, ability to cut and get in the lane and hit, you know, some up and under, you know, layups. He's, he's there, man. Like you can tell he's there. He is excited to see him play again. He reminds us where he was in Miami, just a little glimpse here and there. So let's see what he's able to continue to do. Hopefully health is on his side this year. Cause last year was just suck. I hate seeing him not be able, you know, to come out and, and play the game he loves to play. As well as, I hate it last year, we didn't get to see a, him and Monk play on the same team because that would have been a lot of firepower. Anyways, let's keep it moving to a new guy on the roster who's definitely an old head, but he brings something to the team, man. Patrick Beverly. You you can just feel it. When he comes in, you feel the shift. Um, I just love his energy. I love his ability to be smart. Um, against Sacramento, you know, drawing um, a couple offensive fouls and just drawing you know drawing you know just a lot of little petty things he, he's going to keep that uncomfortable energy on the other team and he's going to keep his team engaged it's, it's just patting his chest last night he got a block was it on Aiton um uh, one of the bigs he got a block on and he he's he's all flexed up bowing up like yeah like surprised he didn't get a tech you know since they're giving text in the preseason you know surprised he didn't get that but it was just good to see that type of energy that we just didn't have last year guys were not willing to do what he 
he does what he do and we have a guy on this team now and he's ready to do that and i'm sorry man him and russ i think his 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 energy is going to bring is going to uplift russ because you can tell he's ready to cheerlead anybody on this team he's ready to you know even though that nasty fall him and austin reeves had kind of scared me i was like was it him and reeves yeah, I think it was. It was kind of like they collided. It was a little scary, but you know the energy that he brings is. Just, I'm just here for it. Only thing that sh- that kind of shook me was guarding the Booker type of wings concerns me. Booker, even though Beverly was right there, he was playing good defense. He was running and trailing. Booker just rises and elevates over the top of him because you just can't teach size. Him at six one guarding these guys is just gonna be something we have to live with. And I'm just curious to see how that's going to work out for him moving forward. But I'm still very excited to have Pat, Pat Bev on the team. And right after this break, we're going to get to the rest of the reserves and we'll get to the kids. All right, let's jump right back into it. Laker 82-16. Go, go subscribe on Apple. We're on Google. We're on Spotify, Anchor. Um, just go go subscribe to all those. Leave, you know, leave a like, you know, link, you know, love, a heart, whatever. Put some five stars on that thing. Whatever you listen to this at. And JTA, Toscano Anderson, um, had a better game too. Had a better game too. I'm really still questioning about what he's going to, you know, what his role is going to be. Is he going to be a guy that can come in and actually be effective? And which lineups are he going to be most effective in? I think he's a guy that it's going to depend on who he's playing with and what we ask him to do. Um, right now, we're just kind of throwing guys out there and letting them run around. So I think, you know, for him, guys like him and and then Troy Brown Jr., who has not played yet, those two guys, I'm looking to see, like, okay, what is, what, over time, what is going to be the thing that's going to get you on the court and where are you going to be successful and which lineups are you going to be successful with? So, those guys I'm looking at and just kind of wondering where are we going to fit them in it? And not to mention, not just Troy Brown Jr., but not Lonnie Walker, who's yet to play. Dennis Schroeder, who's still trying to work out getting over here. And it's just crazy to me that we have one, two, three guys that we have yet to see play. So um, is that going to be, we're going to play more smaller lineups? Because we are not a big team. But I, I am curious to see Troy Brown Jr. on the court. I'm, I'm curious to see Lonnie Walker on the court because that's another level of athleticism that we have with Lonnie Walker there. I want to see if Kendrick Nunn plays next to some of these guys. If he's on that second unit, does it fare well better for him? Um, Dennis Schroeder, who in his own right, who is a score first guy, who's definitely going to put pressure on the other team with his ability to score. Another guy who loves to get downhill and can pull up and shoot the mid. Um, decent from the three. Definitely is going to be a pest on defensive end getting up in you. Are we going to see a lineup with him and Pat Bev out there together, just just hounding the ball, you know, the, the ball carrier, the carrier, the point guard? Um, are we going to see a lineup where we're going to see Lonnie Walker out there with Russ and we just have some athletic guys cutting and slashing? Who knows? But I'm just curious to see what Ham's going to do when these other guys are able to get in there because I have no idea what this is going to shape out to be. No idea what it's going to shape out to be. So I'm curious about what Troy Brown Jr. is going to bring, Lonnie Walker, Dennis, um, and then mix in JTA. And we're going to see, like, which guards are not going to play. You know, like, it's going to have to be someone who's sitting down. But the bigs, 
let's start from the from the back and work our way to the front okay um huff jay huff all you stands out there and let's be quiet for now let's be quiet i was one of the people who wanted to see him because he played well in a couple games in the um summer league but last night against the suns I was just like, you know what? Mm, let's hold off on the J Huff hype. I'm, I'm off the hype, the, the the Huff hype, just just from that little small sample size. I'm off the Huff hype, so I'm gonna back up on that one. Not not writing him off, but I'm, I'm, I'm gonna stop asking for him to get more minutes. Let's just let him get the minutes that he gets now, and let's see what he does with him. Wasn't really thrilled about his showing. Um, Thomas Bryant concerns me. He doesn't move well. He doesn't have a lot of elevation. Um, the threat to shoot the three, I'm like, how many threes are you really going to take in a game anyway? Is this the threat alone going to be good enough to space? Are people going to invite you to shoot it? We're just going to wait. He needs time to get back, and he hasn't played a lot of basketball in the last year or so. So let's give him time to get back in. So I feel like just out of that, he cannot be a guy I'm looking to start. He's a guy who's going to probably have to think about, man, Wayne Gable looking good out there. The minutes, the minutes, you know, he might be trying to steal them. Like, you never know. So it's, it's going to be a concern. It's going to be a concern for me because I don't know if Thomas Bryant even going to shake it, the roster like that. Like, we have to wait. I mean, this is the part of the overreaction just from the early preseason games. Let's let him get some more belts. I mean, belts, some more games under his belts. And then we'll see what that will bring for our man Thomas Bryant but Damon Jones who I feel like he needs a couple paperweights in his back pocket he's a little thin down there you don't realize how small he is until he's standing next to AD and you're like Phew. and then it kind of makes me say this trade might need to happen overreaction time this trade Miles Turner I mean if I'm going to get a guy you know like Damon Jones and Thomas Bryant who probably together will not shoot the three ball much at all but you know we're saying that they're threats now because Damon Jones apparently can shoot it just doesn't Thomas Bryant who can shoot it but he's off an injury I'm a little questionable about it but then Miles Turner has a lot of injury history as well so do you want two ADs on your team like every time they fall we both look around like so yeah um and then Buddy Hill will be a great you know, addition. I'm just making sure Kendrick Nunn is not in none of those deals. So, um, just overreacting, just looking at our bigs, and I'm saying, man, that trade, man, picks, man. I'm, I mean, I'm all for the future, and I'm all for assets and waiting. But man, the overreaction for me is like, man, this this center rotation is a little iffy. But we're gonna wait and see how that plays out. You know, because right now, Gabe is a threat to TV. The kids, I'm not real. I don't really have a lot about them. Um, Christian Swider, you know, played okay. Had their moments, but had their rookie moments, of course. Um, Pippen Jr., I'm like, eh, on. I'm not really a fan of him, you know, making the roster. Not not the player him, but, eh, you know, he's not really a guy I'm really paying attention. Matt Ryan, eh, you know, I got rid of the other Matt Ryan um, from the Falcons. He is now with the Colts, so, eh, 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 on the Matt Ryan take. Um, Bacon, I like because of his size, but I just need to see more doesn't really move around like you know i don't know he doesn't really have any juice but his ability to be strong because there was a couple takes when he was kind of hitting those floaters or he was just getting guys off on with the body on square up um shoot it up so he has some things in his bag that 
I don't know defensively yet. We, I want to see more of him. I want him to get more playing time. And I just want to see him play with some of the rotation guys, not necessarily the, you know, the rookie guys. And I mean, I don't know. I just want to see him get in a little earlier in the action. And let's see him defend some of these guys who can really put the, you know, score the basketball in, in, at a high level. But, you know, I figure like once Troy Brown and a lot of them come back, we're probably not going to see much of Matt Ryan. Or, or, or any of the other guys. You know, Max Christie played okay. Um, Swider hit a couple shots in the first game. The second game, he was just off. And when you have a shooter who's off like that, you make you say, boy, I hope he can play defense. He actually played better defense in game two. So he did, he did some things well, but you can tell he's definitely not a natural defender. He's really just a guy who's just sacrificing his body, throwing it up and stretching that long. He's like 6'9", so he's trying to use that size. So anytime you can get guys with size like that, you have to take advantage of it. And when I come back, I'm going to conclude and let you know what I feel about so far, this far with preseason. Let's go. All right, and as we conclude, and I do my benediction, uh, the doors of the church are open, and I want to open up the doors because if Draymond Green going to be fighting dudes in practice, he doesn't need to be there long term, okay? So could you imagine next year you bring in the old crafty veteran like Draymond Green to the Lakers? You know, Pat Bev is probably gone, so you don't have to worry about having too many guys on the team that's going to be getting texts and being annoying. Although that does sound fun, you know, but whatever, whatever. Draymond and, and this alleged thing with Jordan Poole and Andre Iguodala's came out and kind of pushed back off of it. Of course, he's going to do that. That's the reason he's there. He's the big guy in the locker room. Draymond Green still has like this angry, like he's like Charles Oakley 2.0. Like Charles didn't talk as much, you know, podcasting and stuff, but Draymond Green, man. I mean, apparently there was this like allegedly that Poole was walking around and you know acting different, beha- differently with his behavior since it's a contract. Year. You know, all this stuff is gonna come out, and is the dynasty over? If it is, Draymond, come on over, man. LA got a spot for you. LeBron gonna be here next year. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, AD will be here. You know, we we can see what we can do. You know, we got you here. We can. We, we got another guy who can who can, who can put, you know, defensively, put people in check, put put a little emotion in the game or whatever. I'm just ranting right now. But honestly, you know, I'm just really curious to see how we play out. Who's going to play? Is LeBron going to play against Minnesota? I doubt it. So if we get a report right before tip-off, LeBron's sitting out, you know, rest star. God forbid it says abdomen or anything that, you know, that he's had an injury in. So I don't want to see none of that stuff. Hopefully, you know what, AD might not even play. Now that I think about it, why, why play him? You know, they might just say, if, if LeBron's not playing, there's no point for AD to play. So we might just get a game tonight where we have just Russ and the guys. The boys are back in town. This is Laker 82-16. We're just going to keep moseying along with this preseason thing. I have plenty of breakdowns later on, but we're not about to get deep into any of this preseason nonsense. Um, the Suns won, but they lost to a team from Australia. <laughs> and they and they, they, they should have lost to us, but, you know, we took out all the guys. You know, so here we are. Don't worry about it. We have plenty more to talk about. The games are rolling around. October 18th is here soon. Don't worry. Golden State Warriors, get ready. The Lakers are coming. We don't know what the lineup's going to be here. But this is the Chill Bravado Podcast. I'm your boy, Chill B. Talk to you next time.